This episode of Bonfireside Chat is brought to you by our Patreon patrons. All of them. All 117 of them. Not any specific one. Thank you guys so much. If you go to patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv, you too can get the shows early, participate in our live stream, get all kinds of little bonuses, and help us out. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you much, and umbasa. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. You've seen that gaping hole here? Well, there's nasty little vermin down there. Although who you seek is even further below. Men develop the most peculiar fascinations. Sometimes their fascinations seem to take control. Till there's very little man left. (laughs) My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And my name is Vivian. And you are listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is a cursed favorite. And this week we are talking about the Gutter and Black Gulch, or Gutter and Gulch, if you want to get <laughs> like cute. Convenience store. Yeah. yeah. Like a bowling convenience store. Yeah, the Gulp Gulch. Yeah. Glug, glug, glug. Yeah. And as you heard, we are joined by Vivian. Thanks for coming back. Yeah, no problem. Always a pleasure to be here for the worst dungeons of the games. <laughs> ah, I feel like you did this. Okay, so you you came on here because you uh, uh, preemptively called. I want to be in whatever is the gross blight town equivalent. Well, well, okay. Basically, what happened? I was in Lost Isolith and the Demon Ruins in season one, and there was sort of a joke. It's like, oh, I picked the worst area of the game to talk about. And then in season two, I kind of got roped into five two and five three, which is just. Like, not so much the Blight Town thing, it's just this place is a total morass that nobody likes to play in. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, in the preparation for Dark Souls 2, I was I kind of mentioned to Gary, I was like, hey, uh, you should put me on whatever the worst episode is, just as a joke. And then he sends me this message when he discovers the gutter, which I hadn't seen yet. <laughs> and he's like, so I just played a level called the gutter last night. And I'm not sure that sounds right at my alley. That's, that's true. Local gutter enthusiast. <laughs> is that Viv's lower third? Right. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, it's just, I was a little disappointed, to be honest. It's yeah. it's not so bad. Yeah, that I think that I mean when we get to the appendix next week, that's the kind of resounding uh, opinion of the of the listener base is that uh, yeah, this is not the blight town of this game, despite all of the uh, outward appearances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to uh, take some of the kind of shorthand and design mm-hmm. elements, but it's not too bad. No. Um, what did um, what did we do last time, Cole? Well, last time we polished off our first old one by killing the lost sinner in her uh, crazy little uh, prison cell. Then we uh, donned our mining helmets and took an ill-advised plunge into the pits, making several jolly rat friends along the way uh, in a, uh, you know, Tolstoy or Dostoevsky. What's that guy? The uh, The Nutcracker Suite? Uh, yeah. I oh, well, He's n- n- we neither go. a story nor a Yeah, yep. I was going to say, neither of those. <laughs> yep. Hence, I think that you hence, might hence have why a country I threw, or continent. Hence, but hence, <laughs> hence why I threw off. Oh, well, it's like the rat guys from Nutcracker Suite. It would have been cool <laughs> if I could have made that poll, but I could not make that poll. 
Regardless. It would have been cool. <laughs> yeah. if we could have made that reference to the Nutcracker Suite. Yep. <laughs> cool thing that Dean's love. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thumbs up, bro. <laughs> Ride the wave. <sighs> Sidewalk surfing. <laughs> gonna grind a gonna grind a dude. Yeah. No. So <laughs> any, any, anyway, we've got. <laughs> <laughs> so we just alienated the listener that collects nutcracker creatures. <laughs> <laughs> Buy the free craft. Just it's so fierce, simple. Fiercely smashing macadamias and <laughs> swearing at us. Oh man, these macadamias are so tender you don't even need teeth. Uh, but, re- <laughs> but regardless, now we're taking our trip to its logical conclusion, trying to find the very bottom. Mm-hmm. The bottom of the world until DLC a town. <laughs> yep. Uh, goes even further down. Yeah. It just pits all the way down. Yeah, but we're just going down, 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 down. <laughs> um, after the uh, so you know after the the rap rows, we have this kind of like top area that's still a little bit man made. Mm-hmm. Um, as as we we head further into the the gutter, which we don't know a lot about. Um, like the gutter is a a place where people put their trash. Yeah. Um, you know, genetic and otherwise, and uh, you know, just similar to areas, you know, similar to Blight Town and the Valley of Defilement. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also, um, in like one of my kind of lore suppositions, um, with the, the mansion in Majula, like it makes sense to me that this is right outside of that, you know, yeah. since there's a, a good, I think that earlier I'd posited that it, it's possible that, uh, Aldeo was working there at some point. Um, that's where the, you know, giant tomes belong to and everything. Mm-hmm. I don't remember all of the surrounding suppositions <laughs> because it's been such a long time, yeah. but, uh, having this kind of area, you know, right there where you can just kind of toss, you know, people you don't like. Um, It's probably useful. Undesirables. Um, Yeah. 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 And uh, somehow (laughs) garbage water continues to flow. Like you actually see just huge hunks of refuse um, going down the sides of the walls. Mm hmm. And uh, you know that makes sense because a lot of the a lot of the enemies that you find in here have uh, have Aldea connections in their descriptions uh, in the uh, in the guide, right? Yeah. Yeah. But this is uh, this is this is where all the uh, detritus comes. Uh, similar to a blight town or a valley defilement, but uh, it's relatively mild, and you know you're kind of seeing in this first little area, this uh, man-made kind of place. <laughs> you know, the first guards, I guess, which would be these exploding uh, um, undead citizens, which don't have any uh, knock-on like status effect like the other ones do, but uh, just straight up, you know, do damage to you. Maybe if they're just damage. yeah fireballs, yeah, they're yeah. just uh, they're just fireballs, um, and then that kind of opens out. Into uh, scaffolding when you kind of see this, uh, you know, lashed together, uh, you know, platforms and bamboo kind of things. And uh, this is probably your first inkling that something's coming up. Yeah, we're, we're going to revisit that that little landing when we do our New Game Plus episode yeah. as well, because there's something kind of significant that can happen there. But for here, it just is kind of out of place. Have either of you guys been able to jump over to that chest that has the, the shield chime in it? No. I, I don't know that I've ever tried. Weirdly okay. enough. <laughs> It's tricky. Yeah, I, it's real tricky. I can't make it. And it's such a pain to try to try it again if you miss because you, you land on the ground and then you have to go back up to uh, you know a bonfire up in the uh, the rat nest mm-hmm. to, to make, another, make another try. And I, I just can't get it. Like it seems useful. Like a, a chime that would act as a shield would be would be pretty useful, but I, I've never been able to grab it. Right. Say <sighs> la vie. Oh, well. I mean, there's. I've looked at videos of people doing it, but just never been able to pull it off, which is one of those few rare times. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm sure some you know a listener is going to uh ch- you know chime in and say oh you know here's the way you do it step well, one two you three. jump to it like I'm, yeah. <laughs> I don't think, yeah. I don't think there's a mystery to it I just can't I pull it off I know the, but uh, still somebody's yeah. going to offer a great tip about like oh you want to line up with this particular seam in the texture and then go because yeah, I was because that's what yeah, people I was, do I was just saying to to the person who says you know I, I was I wasn't answering <laughs> okay. you I was answering this imaginary person <laughs> yes, doesn't just, exist. <laughs> And see what you don't know, since none of us have done it, is that you have to answer five riddles before you can yeah. open the chest. And yeah, there's a quick time event in the air, yeah. and you just have to answer answer the riddles before you land successfully. Up, up, down, down. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, mm-hmm. man, oh man. But, uh, yeah. So the the scaffolding uh, area, you know, make your way down to the bottom of it. There's a, a token of spite mm-hmm. at the bottom of it, which is kind of interesting. Um, I don't know why it's there. Um, but it's the one way you can get one without actually invading somebody and, and murdering them. Right. So yeah, I feel like that's probably the mechanical intent. I don't know a lore one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, yeah. That's that's it's definitely that. So if you want to join the the blooder, brother blooderhood brotherhood <laughs> yeah, of blood, um, you, you <laughs> can do so without being a jerk. If you're if you're playing a a lawful good type of character, mm-hmm. and uh, and don't want to do that. Although, why would you if you were playing <laughs> like? Is there is there, a, is there a benefit to the Brotherhood of Blood or the Blooderhood that I don't? You can you can buy stuff. Oh, okay, like there's certain pyromancies that are exclusive. Certain uh, items are exclusive. Okay, there are probably people who just like to duel. Yeah, who don't or really you pay. just want to do all the con- uh, confidence to do uh, get the achievement for it. Yeah, yeah, ah, that makes perfect sense. Then I mean, everything that lands down here, you know, I think that the default answer of oh, this wasn't wanted on the surface can apply. And, and and it works pretty well for that. So like a token of spite would be, oh, there are these assholes who are just interloping between worlds for the sole purpose of murder. Uh, so we can probably toss that down here because we want fewer of those up here in the surface land for the sun dwellers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like somebody's murdering days were over. Yeah. And then they tossed it into the pit. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then a chest grew around it organically, <laughs> like sediment. Yep. Yes, I, mean, um. <laughs> I assume that all non-mimic chests are actually just mimic corpses. They yeah. waited too. <laughs> they waited too long, and they starved to death. Died of old age. Yep. So I'm going to be super disappointed if the last weekend of that magic Majula chest event yep. is not some kind of terrible <laughs> mimic or monster or something yeah, like, like an ultra mimic. Yeah, <laughs> that can't be, awesome. be killed and only spawns once. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, it, if it's just a, like a chest that takes up the whole wall that's like just obviously breathing <laughs> <laughs> the tongue is hanging out like a yeah. <laughs> John I was hungry yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah you get that here unfortunately there's still light uh the 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 you know the the threshold of darkness isn't until later until you find that that landing that has all of those creepy little uh tobacco statues on it yeah um i i love and hate those statues yeah like uh they they work like it's something that hasn't really happened in dark souls where there's like explicitly a turret kind Mm -hmm. of item you know that just you have to start worrying about uh line of sight yeah. And they set them up in ways where they cover each other um, yeah. oftentimes where like if you are trying to smash one, there will be another one that can see you from an unforeseen angle. Yeah. Like it's kind of a weird like between this and Amana, this is the Dark Souls game that started taking like a couple of very small cues from like shooter games. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's really interesting and, and weird. Um, and the, the design of these things and the kind of ubiquity of them here and finding them in other places. Like I, I want to know what they're about. And that's one of the things I'm hoping for the DLC. Mm-hmm. You know, to to really reveal because they are everywhere here. Um, even down to like the torch, the uh, torch sconces mm-hmm. are are headless. 
poison statues. Yeah. Um, everything is a poison statue down here. Definitely. And, you know, when we get to the end of this episode, we're going to talk about the rotten who is either repairing or making them, Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm not entirely sure what the connection is there. There's speculation uh, in one of Vati's videos uh, about this area, which is that uh, they represent the Emerald Herald um, and Mm. that the fact that they spit poison, spitting poison could poetically be interpreted as um, telling lies. Um, And so this could be a statement about whether or not you can trust the Emerald Herald. I I don't know how much I, how much, like, I don't hold truck with that, I guess. Yeah, I don't think there's really evidence for it. I'm inclined to to put a little bit of stock in it just emotionally because that has been my part of my read on the game the whole time has been that people are too eager to take what the Emerald Herald says at face value, I guess. Yeah. So maybe we'll see in the DLC. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even even if if um other than the idea like the kind of metaphorical value, there's another supposition we'll get to that he makes um in regards to to the rotten that um kind of works with with him compulsively making these statues. Mm-hmm. So even if it if it has or lacks that metaphorical meaning um the kind of logical why it's happening makes a sense yeah and we'll, we'll get to that when we talk about him yeah i came to like every muscle in my body clenches when i hear that sound that oh, these things make. Yeah, yeah yeah just because you know i would just be coming through an area like they're, they're they're set up in such a way that they know how you're going to be like flowing through this they know how traffic flows through this area right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It, and, and, you know, like, as a career blue cop, it kind of, it's more of an issue in Black Gulch than it is here, but those statues are actively annoying to you as an invader, because yep. they don't discriminate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, equal opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean... In- if, if we're talking about like, oh, turrets, this is a weird mechanic to show up. Like, this is also the, uh, the first area and probably the only area where the torch is, you know, as valuable as you see it here, right? Yeah. It never pops up quite in a way, you know, that, that, that approaches its usefulness, right? Yeah. Which I'm kind of like, I, you know, there's been a, we've, we've said a lot of words and there's been a lot of words written about the, the lighting changes in Dark Souls 2. And, uh, as a as a gimmick for an area, like if they had never made promises about the torches being important everywhere else, and if there weren't all these signs of their previous importance, you know, just cl- you know, tons of of uh, sconces where they don't need to be, I would be fine with one area where it's the gimmick, mm-hmm. you know. And it's a pretty strong gimmick. Like it is fun to go through uh, the gutter with this torch and trying to lighting the way and making letting that mark your progress in a kind of confusing area, using it as a yeah. trail of breadcrumbs and as a you know source of light. And, uh, you know, it, and being denied a shield with the kind of enemies that show up here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that works really oh, for well. Sure. Like, like this is the area that I think that the, the criticism is more that more areas weren't designed around it rather than this one. I think this is really successful. Yeah. And that like, you, you know, it really just kind of carries the stink of a broken promise. I don't, I don't think it was a promise that was really broken. That's probably a pretty strong way to say it. Um, gamer entitlement, et cetera, et cetera. But like, you can't look at this and then not see everything else where it could have been. Right, the, well, but the, the promises with that, or I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean the problem is with oh. where where it was at, where it was offered other places, not mm-hmm. so much with it where it's offered here is more my yeah. point. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it was just it just featured very prominently in the pre-release promo stuff and all that, so it was something that we sort of expected to be a big part of the game. I think making that trade-off of losing your offhand so you could see, and that mm-hmm. just never materializes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which is, which is disappointing. Like I, I, I get that part. I just think that it works so well here, mm-hmm. you know? So like, I don't want to hold it against the gutter. Oh, for sure. Because I, because they didn't impl- implement it other places yeah. so much. I had a lot more fun this time through, uh, you know, playing a non sorcerer character. Cause when I was a sorcerer, I could just, you know, cast light and walk through with impunity. However, that's uh that rhythm, that kind of enforced friction between both, you know, lighting the torches and kind of keeping that thread unbroken and also avoiding the poison, uh, you know, like just the, the, the fact that you were, you know, changing the texture of this area as you pass through was a really huge deal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It also, like, it, you've got in the notes here, you call this an, a survival horror area. And, like, one of the things that makes that interesting is that when you are denying yourself your shield, every once in a while you're going to have to fall back on that and extinguish your torch in order mm-hmm. to block. And uh, so that introduces uh, resource scarcity in the in the way of flame butterflies. Um, you know, your torch is never going to run out. I don't think anyone has, you know, ever run out of torch in Dark Souls. Like, I wonder if anyone's even seen the animation for what happens when your torch runs out of time. Um, but the uh, that's that's how you unlock the DLC. But the uh, I stand in the Black Gulch for two hours and ten minutes. Um, but the, uh, you know, you have to use this limited supply of flame butterflies to, you know, re-up your torch. Yeah. Or you made that trade-off. Or just hope you can get back to the last torch you lit. That was the big mm-hmm. revelation for me because, oh, flame butterflies, I used two of these, one to light the Harvest Valley and then the other one to light the, uh, um, you know, the oil outside of the Lost Center, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no, actually, like, it is, this is kind of this weird form of continuity through the area. So I ended up not really using the flame butterfly here unless I really had to. It was kind of fun to make a dash back to the most recently lit torch. Yeah, which, which you can only sometimes do. Like, you're yep. going to make some one-way trips. Oh, for sure. I mean, like, and you, you know, And you get enough flame butterflies where you the... can... Yeah. 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 Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you've tried to cut in a couple times. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. No, no. That I was just... I was just kind of listening. I, uh... I'm kind of not as... I mean, I suppose it's disappointing that the torch didn't have more to do with things. And personally, I actually spent a lot of time using flame butterflies and running around trying to find secrets with it because I kept thinking, well, it's this thing that they use so much in the promo. So obviously they're going to use that to hide the super secret second ending that doesn't exist. (laughs) And uh, but ultimately, I don't know if I'm super disappointed by it in the end, because I feel like that's the sort of thing that sounds cool on paper. But then when you actually get into playing the game rapidly becomes kind of annoying. I think I agree with that. Sort of like the Doom 3 problem that people love yeah. to harp on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree, I agree with that. Like the, uh, and we, and we don't know exactly how it would be implemented. I think that those, that annoyance could be designed around mm-hmm. and there will never know if that was something that happened or something that they would have done well or not because yeah. they opted not to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if it was just omnip, you know, <laughs> omnipresent throughout the entire game. Um, that would just be annoying. However, if there were, you know, distinct areas in the game where, like, you knew when you were going to a big, dark building, like, imagine No Man's Wharf before you light the thing at the top, um, you know, like, creating, again, that horror, you know, the, like, what makes survival horror work, which is the dread of the thing that could possibly happen in the place where you don't, you know, know what's going to happen. Like, I could see if they designed around that kind of, like, rhythm, like, here's a light area, here's a dark area. Um, but yeah, if it if it was like they were promising and it was just going to be everywhere, that would actually bring monotony to what actually should have brought, you know, this weird, uh, this actually not weird, but great sense of pacing to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's the still hints to the, to the presence of that stuff too. Like, you know, when you're in the crypt and there's that segment where you can't have a light going, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so you, you make your way, you, you kind of fall to the first bonfire here. You don't have to like this area. I have a hard time like getting a, I feel like I, there are probably still things here I haven't found. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is hard to explore the, the map for this area is a nightmare. In, <laughs> even in the guide, like it is very hard to, to make out. Um, and it kind of sets it up. So you'll hopefully fall to the first bonfire, but you mm-hmm. could very easily avoid that collapsing portion of a floor and not find a bonfire, yep. you know, at all, really. The second bonfire is very well hidden in this area. Um, you know, but luckily you do, you know, you, and you're kind of drawn to it, um, like I'm off to the flame, so to speak. Um, you know, so you can kind of make your way towards it and kind of fall in the pit. But it's yep. by no means mandatory. Yeah, which is unfortunate just because of the, again, the established rhythm in this. And, you know, that's also something, the idea that you, you know, there are things here that you haven't discovered. Um the lighting serves that to mm-hmm. a certain extent, which is when everything is concealed in darkness and you can only see as far as your torch goes. This area, like in total, like all the places you can go, is actually much smaller than you would imagine it would be, right? Yeah. Like everything is kind of collapsed in on itself. Whereas when nothing is lit up and when you haven't really been through it, you're imagining this is an entire like Denis like cavern from mist where, you know, it's just, everything is just covered with a scaffolding, like a wasp's nest or something. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, and you know, the, the, the idea that this is a two bonfire area with no NPCs or really no boss in this named area proper. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it mm-hmm. actually is remarkably small and remar- remarkably quick outside of that friction they put in with the light and the, and the poison statues. Right. Like once you know what to do, you can fall. Mm-hmm. to where you need to get really quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk a little bit about the enemies that show up. Like we're not going to kind of go in sequence because of that nature that we just talked <laughs> about, there but there are no a couple, yeah, cause there's no sequence. Um, but there are a couple of highlights, you know, roadside attractions on the way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one of the things is, you know, the people you're going to be fighting le- kind of least uh, noteworthy from a mechanical, you know, from a mechanical or challenge standpoint are just the, uh, the regular prisoners, mm-hmm. the, the, the hollows here. Who I think uh, look a little bit like uh, Riff Raff from Rocky Horror. Um, <laughs> they're they're balding balding half mullets. <laughs> yeah, um, kind of bloated a little bit. Yeah, they got like sloppy little guts. Yeah. Well, what's great about them is the you're you're in the you're in their house. This is their mm-hmm. house, right? Run's house. <laughs> yeah, this is Run's house. Whose house? <laughs> Run's house. But like even more so, like you know, Valley Defilement was better than Blighttown about this, uh, in that. Valley defilement, defilement felt a little bit more like dwellings, but you're actually seeing like carpets, which I mean, who throws out like and just tosses <laughs> down a pit <laughs> and a, a luxurious red carpet. There's so much cat pee on that carpet. <laughs> I, like, like sweet shell cure fucking shell cure the shit out of that carpet. And that is why it's in that pit. <laughs> that is why you throw a carpet down under the curve. <laughs> Might as never well be haunted. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> haunted by the ghost of cat ammonia, like male unspayed cat. Oh God! <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so weird that cats can pee and they can also spray. Like I feel like that's kind of unfair as a genetic advantage that they have. Like I can't spray. When I pee on something; it just just gross. I don't well, get I mean, to Gary, claim anything. Have have you have you tried? Like put my thumb over the tip like a hose. Is that, like, so I you haven't. can do anything with practice, Gary. <laughs> yeah. I should try that. I mean. 
don't don't stoop right to jealousy. Try and rise to it. Yeah, <laughs> I would give myself a UTI so quickly if I was like <laughs> literally sticking my thumb over my uh, you know uh, front hole and uh, <laughs> and trying to to spray onto something. Uh. Oh, yeah, but but again, the idea holds here. You're the invading force. Right. Mm-hmm. And anybody right. who might have talked to you if they weren't entirely hollow, they're just trying to, um, you know, <laughs> defend their own little corner of heaven here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then there's dogs as well. <laughs> like hellhounds, yes. like Aldia hellhounds. Yeah. Yeah. And these do like these are the same dogs that show up later in Aldia's manor, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, the corrosive, like the ones that are just hanging out in the corrosion pit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There is kind of a, a through line of corrosive, um, you know, the, like the the source of corrosion in this area mm-hmm. um, between these dogs that that their you know natural environment or their breeding environment or what have you is that big corrosive pit, mm-hmm. and then the uh, the gigantic ant queen, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about in a little bit, um, which again I don't quite you know I don't know how it fits together, but it is you know they're next to each other and <laughs> the same thing, so it's got that kind of dark souls like huh. But I also don't get it, which I don't know if that's indicative of like a Dark Souls 2 thing where the, the connections are there, or if it's a DLC thing or what. Yeah. But good. Uh, I sort of see people making the leap to the assumption that the the monsters down here that show up in Aldias are discarded experiments. And I kind of wonder if maybe it's the other way around. Hmm. Oh, they're not dredged sure. up? Like if Aldia is dredging these things from dark places and, you know, I don't know. I don't. Uh... <laughs> Dark Souls Two lore is not my forte, but yeah, <laughs> I mean it's and it's a little bit it's a little bit troubling because like one of the major sources that we have for monster lore is the uh, the official guide, but I'm mm-hmm. not quite sure how official that is. I tend to defer to the in-game text about it as opposed to you know whatever some kind of secondary publication is going to be you know just because right. everything can kind of change or that can be like a weird translation you know there's the idea like that 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 corrosive ant like that is from a hugo or the the, the juice as i call it um <laughs> right um and everything else like like the, the, there are hints of where these things come from and you know kind of outright statements that everything was from aldia and tossed down here from you know from the mansion or otherwise um, into the memory hole, and I'm not quite sure how trustworthy that, worthy that is. Right? I think like, the, the reason what maybe you're reacting to, like I, I feel like the most of the stuff in the guide is probably fairly trustworthy, but it's not satisfying because it's so neat, mm-hmm. and it's such an omni explanation for things. Yeah, like so many things are supposed to be just kind of cast off from Aldia. Like Aldia is the a wizard did it of, of Dark Souls too, and that's a little bit unsatisfying. Yeah, you know, it's not a fun and answer. Yeah. Yeah, and it seems to answer a lot of small questions without necessarily addressing larger ones. Like, we knew all these things about Aldia and what he's done and, like, where his experiments have ended up, but we ultimately still don't know his fate, which there's a lot of speculative space there, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Again, DLC. Come on, <laughs> DLC. Crusty will be here. You'll see. You'll see. <laughs> 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 like, oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, but uh, you're kind of wandering around here, moving us forward just a little bit uh, through people's homes, you know, just rattling their pots and pans around. Um, Mm -hmm. And also their, strangely, just their their meat hung out to dry or age or cure. Mm -hmm. See a lot of hanging meat. It's kind of like a rock. Yeah, it's like rocky. Yeah. 
yeah, <laughs> rotting it down. What if what if hollows could only eat rotten food, and that's why mm. they're pissed off? <laughs> <laughs> like they don't have the enzymes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like this. Sucks. Like vultures. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Supposedly <laughs> very clean creatures, but I don't believe it for a second. They vomit um, as a self defense mechanism. Yeah. Which is real gross. It sounds like me. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't seem very like a clean creature. Like, you know, even if they weren't the ugliest bird in the world, mm-hmm. like the fact that they can throw up rancid meat onto you, like <laughs> if you try to pet it, it's not good. Well, I mean, okay, so who's to blame here? <laughs> the vulture? <laughs> are you for trying to pet a vulture? Not the vulture. Okay. Like, I, I'm man, and creatures are my dominion to pet. Yeah. Um, God said so. Yeah. <laughs> go forth and, and let pets be pet. Go, go, go forth. Go forth and pet, pet, pet. Yeah, pet all my creatures. Yeah. Go forth and find out who wants a belly rub. They all want a belly rub, my son. They all want a belly rub. Who wants a belly rub? You do. You do. Yep. You do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's this little uh, like side cave in the wall where uh, an old friend shows back up, right? A Melinda? Melinda the Butcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I don't think there's ever going to be like a prepare to cry on Melinda. I nope. think it's just, you know, we got to have a butcher. <laughs> there's always a man. There's always a lighthouse. Yeah. There's always a cannibal. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, well. Uh, zip lines. I've never found a zip line in this place, but everybody alludes to them happening. So I've, I've never used one. I didn't even realize they existed in the other zone in which they exist and until so after I'd beaten the game. Yeah. I just somehow missed those completely and was just doing some jumping and falling and <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I found them like they I found this one and it's a really useful shortcut. Um, the the one that's here, but it's not really necessary either. Like if you know the way through, I can get through about quick as quickly using it or not using it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, somebody somebody set up some like Adventure Time Mountain zip lines <laughs> in in the gutter. Um, yeah. It's a little bit odd. Yeah, there's also uh, Hovel's place, which you have to open up with a forgotten key, which you find later. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't feel like coming back here later, so we can talk about it now, I guess. Again, somebody wanted to hide him away, um, or his you know artifacts, right? And this was put here around the uh, the time of the uh, War of the Giants. Yeah, potentially. Um, yeah. The the uh, and the idea of like um, the the bonfire in the Grave of the Saints that's called Harvel's resting place. Like we mm-hmm. touched on that a little bit last episode, how that might be a corruption of language. Mm-hmm. kind of thing like that's uh you know this is where his armor ended up but that's actually was supposed to be havel's resting place mm-hmm. um up there and yeah. just kind of changed throughout the ages yeah and this is actually this is a really good example of one of the places in the game where i was unsure whether it was something i should be considering from a storytelling perspective or something that was just there to be like a reference back to the first game like an easter mm-hmm. egg for people who explore thoroughly yeah yeah, I, I don't know. And, like, there are areas where they do those kind of Easter egg-style things, and I feel like they could potentially have a little bit more significance. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is not one of them. No. You know, like, this, I, this like, I felt like, uh, this felt fan y to me. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, a little bit less so than when he pops up later. Yeah. Or a little bit yeah. more well, so that, than that, that, Yeah, that, or, yeah, that, that does not feel fan y to me. Yeah. Like, the stuff that when you're dark diving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like that. This uh, this felt a little bit stranger, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, the, the 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 description on his equipment kind of goes back to what I love about the equipment descriptions in this game, which is the lack of understanding about what the stuff you know was or meant. Mm-hmm. So it mm-hmm. says, you know, Havel either was a person or it was a kingdom that fell to a barbaric war, uh, which 
kind of possibly could have been both. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, depending on your, 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 uh, the license that you take. Um, and also some of the descriptions on certain hexes reference the rock. You know, yeah. Hovel the rock, which, uh, kind of implies that his legacy and kind of this, you know, per, his legacy as this person who dealt into the occult to try and betray, uh, you know, his, his king led to this kind of heretical form of magic actually going out and, you know, finding more purchase than it otherwise would have if he survived in, uh, you know, in myth like that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, that provides just a little bit more justification for him showing up. I'm not sure why here or why quite as literally uh, as he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Queen, how disappointing is it? Or how disappointed were you when you uh, put on the ring of whispers and found nothing from the ant queen? <laughs> <laughs> like, didn't that seem like that was what it was made for? I, you know? that thing, that was another one of those items that I just wanted to run through the whole game, poking yeah. into corners and <laughs> trying to, trying to talk to hell house. <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's a dust mite. Yeah. yeah. That painting. But- <laughs> the giant curse painting in Tranquilite Castle. Oh, yeah. The, like the, the the corrosive ant queen serves a kind of the same purpose as the fair lady, which is she cures poison. Yeah, I mean at yeah. the expense of your equipment, so you got to be naked around her. Maybe she's a perv ant. Yeah, <laughs> and you have to you know get up to her poisoned without all of your many ways to cure poison herself. Like I think <laughs> yeah. that it's just you know it's a it's an interesting idea that she is entirely benevolent and uh, actually has a mechanical bonus but i can never imagine using it mm-hmm. you know in a million years like i and and one of the things like this was a real uh crazy experience for me when i first ran to her because i was so uh kind of terrified of this gigantic ant queen that i killed her from afar with, yeah. with a bow and arrow and uh and she didn't move or react or anything so i thought like oh she can't get out i'm being smart and killing this boss from a distance and then when <laughs> i came through a second time and uh and she just you know is fine you know content to chill um, you know, I felt, I felt pretty bad. And also like, I, I like the, the kind of mystery of, of what, what she's doing here. Like, again, the guide says she's a cast off from, uh, from Aldia and uh, a little bit about how, uh, this is where the, uh, the, you know, the Jugo, um, the, the Jugo corrosive, you know, pots and corrosive gear, mm-hmm. um, is, is related. So, but, so, so I'm going to speculate about something. I think maybe that, you know, that similarity that you detected between her and the fair lady in the first game could actually be intentional because there's a weird, for this to be the area that we associate with Nito, which we'll get to in a little bit, there's a lot of pyromancy stuff in these two areas, and a lot of fire. Um, there's oil pits in the Black Gulch. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a weird through line to the area that doesn't seem to fit with the great soul that you get from the boss. So that that could have been intentional. I mean, the pyromancer set is laying on the ground somewhere around here, I think. Uh, the dark pyromancy flame. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hidden away and in the those pot. exploding undead that we see toward you know near the lost center and here pretty much. Yeah, hmm. I'll buy it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm trying. To- <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to reconcile it because you know the uh, the the you know the old witch's uh, soul shows up in the lost center. In New Game Plus, and you know, like each of these is kind of neatly divided up as uh, as the flame. So I'm just trying to draw connections between that and this, right? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be so direct that it's actually sure. you know there. Like I, I think that like um, it can be a little bit of this could be another one of those thematic nods 
mm-hmm. you know, since this area has, uh, you know, so much in common with Blight Town. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, and if, you know, if, if they were trying to get rid of pyromancy, like pyromancy has absolutely no role in any of the story that happens here that I've seen mm. so far. Right? Well, the reason why it has no, no role in the story is because, um, it's accepted now. Yeah. You know, it has as much role as, as sorcery does. Mm-hmm. Like it is, uh, whenever you talk to a wizard character, or when you talk to, uh, Rosabeth, um, it is just another way to do magic. Yeah. It's not, it's no longer has that kind of stigma attached to it. Mm-hmm. And such. So the idea of it, um, someone trying to dispose of pyromancy, I don't necessarily buy the idea of someone trying to dispose of like dark pyromancy yeah, or there being yeah. like a, a variant of it that is you are more powerful when you're hollowed. Like that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so it's maybe it's not pyromancy in general, but this kind of specific brand of it. I don't think there are any uh, pyromancies, like any spells down here, but um, that may not be true. Is there, um, Cole, you, you have a silent keyboard. Is there <laughs> a, uh, is there the uh, pyromancy that is the um, like the poison fog, or isn't there like a fog or a mist? Yeah, I, there, there, I believe that there is. Let me look here very quickly, uh, yeah. which is to say, dark fog uh, yeah. shows up here as well. But that, uh, that is a that's a hex. Yes, right. Previously, yeah. however, in Dark Souls One, that was a pyromancy, mm-hmm. you know, a pyromantic effect. Yeah, and the the fog pyromancies come from the rat bosses, which are kind of in this neighborhood. So yeah. yeah. Associated with yeah. this stuff. The sex is regarded as a poison due to its outward symptoms, but in fact, the mist eats away at the target's inner essence, just the traits that led to the prohibition of hexing. Yeah, so maybe like hexing, that, that kind of lends itself to this idea of um, there being, you know, hexing uh, being not only just dark sorcery, but also being this kind of like purification of pyromancy, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. the elements of, of pyromancy that were troubling and the reason why it was so... Um, regarded with such suspicion in Dark Souls 1, have been kind of relegated to uh, to hexes and separated yeah. out. Um, and sometimes, in this case, literally tossed into a pit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Have your, have your poison. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to look here. Uh, so this particular one, I think, is cast from a, uh, from a catalyst, uh, mm. specifically like a staff. Yep, catalyst staff. Um, so how they manage to separate it from needing the flame. Although I guess all of it is kind of Dumbo's feather, right? Yeah, like and and all of all of uh, hexes, if even if they have the same effect, like you don't use flame for it, right? Um, so like the I have not found any significance in which hexes you need staffs mm-hmm. for and which ones you need chimes for. Yeah, I mean I think that it's um, maybe more of a gameplay kind of thing. Yeah, like that's what I think. I, I actually just rolled up, so I you know t- today uh, was a work from home day, a little bit slower. Uh, oh boy, what am I admitting to on air? Uh, so I got, uh, I rolled up my first hex caster so mm. I can be ready for the DLC, uh, when it comes out on the PC version, right? Cause I'm yeah. only buying the shit once. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, managed to, uh, to, you know, to get some of my first hexes. I think that the only significance is like if it is a restorative or, um, if it is a spell that only applies to you as a person, then it's a chime, but those are far fewer in number. Than uh than than you know the catalyst ones which are offensive right that's no the the um like resonant soul which is the the real op hex is a chime hex oh, okay and uh, and all of the area effect ones are chime not all of them some of them like it does yeah. seem like a real even split okay um yeah. as as somebody who has the hex collecting every hex achievement mm-hmm. okay um, you know. yeah so yeah that, well, the that, hex- that was really just based on my first blush so yeah it, it would make sense but it's mm-hmm. not the it you know doesn't actually bear out. Mm-hmm. I will go back um, to my wrong corner. 
been so good. <laughs> it's okay. It's not a big deal. Just, uh, it's an interesting idea that just doesn't have to be true. Um, the, uh, so second bonfire, which is super hidden. As we said, you kind of have to bash through this wall and all of the walls look like you can bash through them. Yeah. Um, they're just, they're just old wood. <laughs> I have a sword, you idiot. It's like, why can't I get through this? But, uh, there's just one that you can to get to the second bonfire, which once you kind of gotten to the second bonfire, you don't really need. Mm-hmm. Like if you can find it, you don't need it because you're so close to the bottom. For sure. Um, which the bottom of this kind of mirrors the top in the, like this kind of more set scaffolding and ladder system, mm-hmm. um, similar to when we first go in here and, uh, actually gets us down to the ground floor where there are some people lounging around and uh, a couple items of note. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're familiar with the, uh, the ancient board game snakes and ladders, mm-hmm. it is just ladders and ladders. Yes. Not, ladders and ladders. Yeah. No all the, all the snakes went to, went to send. Uh, so we only had to, we had to make do with what we had, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've never been able to figure this out. It's so confusing. Um, well, the, the area? Well, I mean, just like the, 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 the up and down kind of thing. Like, right? yeah. I mean, I, like, I found, the, I found the great club, which I think that in terms of the people that I talk to in real life, you know, about Dark Souls, mm-hmm. this is unanimously their favorite weapon. It's great. Yeah. So I don't know why it's down here aside from, you know, just smash. Maybe this is, maybe this is the rotten and his uh simplistic uh yeah it's, it's a big but, stick you could yeah. pretty much find it anywhere yeah yeah is it like a <laughs> it log like, something like that you yeah know, it kind of seems pointless to throw it down a bit you know yeah but uh but you know you find this stuff down here um also like so, okay so you so you mentioned uh those those arterial pots kind of uh happen to do have something to do with hugo i forget do those pop up anywhere else the ones with the corrosion inside not that look like that yeah they're real the gross looking. Like they look like hearts. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, unless there is a, a, an orange soapstone warning, uh, you're going to try and roll through them and you're just going to lose all your shit. So. Yep. And luckily there's a bonfire right afterwards. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it's nice though, as, as it, it feels like a clear warning or guarding, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is a clear demarcation between this area and the next one. Yeah. Like these are the corrosive, these are literally heart shaped things filled with corrosion. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, and if, if one were given to more, uh, kind of obvious symbolic wankery, like this seems like a, like a stack of hearts that, mm-hmm. that, dis- <laughs> you know, that are actually acid. Yeah. Like it seems like it is ripe with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm given to that. I was about to go there, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go there. Go for it. <laughs> no, no. I mean, just like it, it's pretty obvious. So there's really not much more to say about it. Yeah. Aside from like that is that is pretty powerful symbolism. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, powerful on the face of it. And then it's like, oh, who put those there? Why are they there? Oh, they're just trying to like weaken you up so they can get you, you know, in front of those poison things with uh, with impunity. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. probably, you know, the rotten put them oh. there or who, you know, ultimately became the rotten, mm-hmm. um, which which would make sense. For most of the stuff we're kind of finding on the way down here, yeah. Because um, we'll talk we'll talk about him in a minute, but just and this isn't really spoilers because there's no spoilers on the show really. But like the supposition that the rotten his you know human form was um, Pharos is something that I think I buy, hmm. um, given the proximity to the grave of the saints. You know him kind of constructing those traps and such, and then him uh, you know constructing these poison statues. Um, but the, you know, the difference with the, the, the doors of Pharos where they don't do anything, like they're inactive and here where they actually literally spit poison. Um, and then kind of given the, the, the rotten dropping the Pharos lockstone and having the little shoulder buddy who, you know, is like, like Wade from us acres who does everything that the rotten does. 
Like, uh, <laughs> I, you know, like I, I buy that. Like this being him, you know, exploring, kind of continually going down from the uh, the grave of the saints, and ultimately, yeah. you know, coming across Nito's soul and uh, becoming this, uh, like, just a you know gestalt of of gross corpses and, yeah. and homeless people. Well, I mean that, and the fact that you know, if you if you buy the implication that the Rat King's little human buddy, the one who proved to him that um, you know humanity was not all bad, um, you know, if you buy that that was Pharaoh's, then mm-hmm. yeah, okay, cool. You can you can see that he was headed down here, and the fact that this is the place where all the downtrodden end up, you know, he had an inclination to help people, right? Mm-hmm. You know. And so these are the people who are most in need, and you could see that he would have ended up down here, found a lord soul, and then kind of gave way to this obsession, right? Which is kind of how a lot of the stuff manifests, right? Either uh, you know later on with Seldora with the spiders, or with the lost sinner, and you know basically scrawling her repentance around the entire exactly. cell, right? Yeah. Like you could see, like her compulsively writing the same thing over, and him yeah. compulsively creating these statues as like the last thing he remembers as being a human, mm-hmm. you know. As his mind diffuses among the uh, the grand balloon of his his body makeup, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I wasn't entirely entirely sure I bought that theory until just right now. So, <laughs> <It's>, yeah, <laughs> with with, I mean, the, with the obsession kind of thing. Yeah, no, it's definitely not for like, sure true, but it's, it feels yeah. right to me. I, I I could have seen him yeah. being uh be, being drawn into the conglomeration, you know, because like oh you kill you, you know like why is it just his left arm that drops the Ferris Lockstone? These Ferris Lockstones are everywhere. Like why is that significant? But like seeing seeing that connection, I can totally get it. How about you, Viv? I uh, yeah, I'm kind of into it, if only because I think there's a kind of neat symmetry towards having all the Lord Soul bosses be someone important from the Lord that we don't really have a direct way to piece like that. You know, all the speculation about the Lost Sinner and the Old Iron King being the Belfry couple, things like that. Mm-hmm. I I'm inclined to believe them on weak evidence because they feel. They make the game story and lore feel holistic to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I and I think this is one of those, although I I find it really curious that the what we take to be the head of the rotten I don't know why we're talking so much about the rotten right now, we're kind of ahead of schedule, but uh yeah. it, it, it's like a cage or something. <laughs> and if he's down there helping people, there's a kind of sinister cast to the design of the rotten. Mm. Yeah. I don't there's know. so much it, of or I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I, I, I have to swallow. I was trying not to cut you off, and then my body decided to swallow before I could talk. The um, there, there's so much of like when we do this lore wankery, where like I think there's tons of power to like choosing a you know in in an absence of actual proof, choosing the thing that feels better. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have no problem with that when it right. comes to this kind of work. You know, like there are probably people who believe that there is more objective truth to 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 this game than I do. You know, yeah. um, and, if, and if I'm proven wrong, that's fine. Like, I think it's OK to make a decision that feels good if you're willing to consider new evidence. Yeah. And uh, this feels right to me. And if there's new evidence that disproves it, great. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll consider that as well. But until then, this feels right. In the lack sure. of evidence, I will I will gravitate towards whatever feels like the strongest statement. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is, you know, we have evidence from the previous game that these souls, this great power manifests as obsession and, you know, the people who find them. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that that feels right to me, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, I will probably defer to concrete evidence. But in the lack of that, you know, like I, I can't I, I don't think anybody could be blamed for, you know, 
drawing their own connection or choosing their own branch of whatever the implication was, especially when the kind of the branches of those implications don't really have an awful lot of uh, gravity towards them. It doesn't matter a lot or doesn't impact a lot of other parts of the game. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, let's talk gulch. Let's talk gulch. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, it is a, uh, one of the bigger maps in halo one made for snipers (laughs) Uh, In halo two. They added some of the, uh, you know, some of the crazy little uh, catapult kind of things. Nerd. Yep. Um. <laughs> um, Nerd talking yeah. about one video game for thirty I, seconds. I, I was I was late to recording because I got wrapped up writing about Thacko. So <laughs> there's an in, implicit irony. Yeah, I, I had, and I just had a, a legit article I made for pay at my full time job where I where I was calling the notion of Tau Day bullshit. We are all nerds here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just, it's just a flavor of nerd that I don't have any experience with. Like Halo, that's not cool. You know what's cool? <laughs> jock. Yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah, you jock. You, you think you're some kind of muscle hunk because you like Halo instead of Baldur's Gate? Um, <laughs> I like both. You could like a bunch yeah. of things. I know. I, it was a joking. So I, I know. So I was late because I was doing really awesome jumps on my skateboard, and I don't know <laughs> what the hell you guys are talking about. Yeah, I was smoking cigarettes with cool girls. So yeah, yeah. down at the bowling alley. Yeah, down at the cool. It's bowling cool alley. Grabbing runoff pee. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I hate I hate that term, but I can't stop saying it. The uh, I have a pee like like pussy. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That, that, that's what that's what the term stands for. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's gross, but I can't, I don't know what it is for some reason. Well, well P also stands for urine. <laughs> yeah. That, like well, runoff P is a totally different thing. Like, I guess it works better in print. <laughs> um, <laughs> just, it's not that like r- we worked in the audio medium for three yeah. years. <laughs> um, oh man. <laughs> Yeah. So Black Gulch, it's uh it, it is it is the Riddler's paradise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really like looks really neat. Mm-hmm. Like I love the way this area looks and it is so like a uh, one of the things I like about this area and I, I think I talked about it a little bit in the last episode is um similar to the gutter, it's something that Dark Souls hasn't really done before, which is a straight up gauntlet. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I, the the closest thing even though it's way worse is a little bit like the um the copy paste nightmare of lost Isolith where you're fighting all those dragon butt things, <laughs> but this works much better. Like it is almost like an obstacle course for like undead training, mm-hmm. you know, dodging the tar pits and, you know, dodging the, the, the poison that's being spit at you and such. Mm-hmm. I guess the first half of sins has that sort it, of uh, yeah. like Nickelodeon guts vibe to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is like organic Nickelodeon yeah, guts, sure. like organic sins, organic guts. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the aggro crag, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, where it is more legend of the hidden temple. Am I right, nineties kids? Take yeah. this quiz. Um, yep. <laughs> shows you only remember if you saw them. Yeah. Top two top two Nickelodeon shows that you'll remember if you know what they are. God yeah. Damn. Okay, mm-hmm. so I know this is the the, 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 the second recording this week. Uh, where I've made mention of the click hole, but did you get, did you guys see the, how long will you survive the chamber quiz? It's amazing. Oh my God. Like I made everybody at work take it. Yeah. How did you, how, how long did you get? Uh, 30 minutes. I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a noob. 
Two hours, bro. Yeah, Not two yet. hours for me. I saw yeah. a friend that had five hours. I was impressed. Yeah, my desk mate got five hours. He he lied because I, I was honest about how slow and fat I am. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah, the thing. Yeah, like well, uh, I, you know, still, you know. my mistake was I took the map. I think the amulet is more powerful than we believe. I took the amulet. Ah, damn it. Yeah, and I took the knife. I'm impressed. That's still pretty good. It is real good. It'll be in the show notes, obviously, and everyone yeah. should do it because it's very funny. Um, the sightless seeker. I I love the sightless seeker. <laughs> the child who is not a child. You know, I'm just whatever. Yeah. But it's uh, so good. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, so this is this is a gauntlet, and even though this is probably geographically, geometrically, I'm not sure which one applies, so I'll say both. Um, you know, even though this is one of the smaller areas in the game outside of the Shrine of Winter, um, mm-hmm. like it takes a little while to get through on your first blush once you realize that if you roll fast enough past these blanks, uh, these banks of statues, um, you're gonna avoid them. So then it becomes just a straight up rush until you find the really really well hidden second bonfire yeah well there's tons of hidden things here it's like it yeah. encourages you to run through it while simultaneously rewarding exploration mm-hmm. um so you know once you know it you can just kind of dash through and like you know one you have to learn that you can dash through two um the big thing i learned is that if i was out of poison curing things eating two life gems will do the same thing yeah so just you know grab nab two life gems and you'll you'll heal faster than you die yeah. and be fine um but there's tons of hidden stuff down yeah. here um you just have to look for it and it's really kind of neat like you know d- like so if you if you decided to kind of go through and just slowly kill every statue and uh which is much easier if you have a, a bow and arrow yeah. um to get them from a distance but like just slowly kill every statue um you will find cool hidden stuff including like a lot of it that's really story important like all three hidden things down here are all really significant Okay. Um, the first one with the the passage that leads to uh, Lucatiel down below. Yeah, um, yeah. So and it also like skips a large portion of the level. Like finding that passage will will give you a, a head start. I just realized I've never found Lucatiel. Yeah, she's, she's <laughs> underground. Yeah, it's the uh, the first hidden passage off of you know where you you fall off a cliff. It doesn't look like you should be able to. F- you know, survive. Yeah, and that has kind nothing to do right. with uh, with Grandal or the Giants. Like, no, that's is, that. Yeah, okay. that's a different. Yeah, different hill. Okay, this is another torch spot too, because those hills that you drop down on those or the, those ledges you drop down on are actually <laughs> almost impossible to see. If the second one isn't impossible, flat out. Yeah, like, without having a torch. Yeah. Yep. And uh, it's it's a little bit tricky just because the uh, the phosphorescent you know kind of goo. Um, that's, that's around that's lighting this area up makes it seem like you don't need a torch. Mm-hmm. I, we, we only talked about it a little bit, but how awesome is that? Um, and like unsettling is the little run up into this area with the line of the glowing statues yeah. along the left yeah. wall. Like, I really love that. Like, yeah, like it, it whenever like saw it, I, I was, I was worried that they would start doing like toxic damage or something. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that would be a real bitch. <laughs> yeah. I just like that they're, they're evolving. This is a more primal version or a, uh, an even further corrupted version of uh, of these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, but that 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 bioluminescent glow again, you know, hiding these hidden complexities. Um, so like this is probably what the third time we've encountered Lucatiel at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this is and, the the penultimate Lucatiel. Yeah, and she is uh, she is well on her way to being hollow by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is one of you know. It's not quite the the sad. You know the sad ending for her that we'll get to in a, in a month or so, yeah. um, two months. But the uh, this is this is she's losing it at this point. I think this yeah. might be the one where 
she's, I know she says it significantly in the last encounter, but this one might be the first one where she hints something about like wanting you to remember her name, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which is, which is pretty sad. Yeah. There's also some kind of, if I remember right, some kind of thing to suggest she's losing her mind and implying that she might, or that she's either worried she's going to attack you or that she would be willing to, if she thought it would help. Yeah, she does. She does say that. I think as early as this, um, yeah. she definitely, yeah, she says, it, you know, if that would actually save my mind, I would, I wouldn't hesitate, and you wouldn't either. Yeah. You no. Know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is nice. You, you know where both of you stand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, if if I if it stopped me from going hollow, I would attack both of you. Well, yeah. I mean, it sucks <laughs> going hollow. So. Yeah. yeah, I figured we're probably all on the same page there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So here, looking at the uh, the third, I found my thoughts growing hazy. My memories are fading. Oldest first. The curse is doing its work upon me. Uh, she mentions she mentions her brother here. If this is the hmm. third time you found her, um, which is important for later. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Solid bro, Lucatiel. Worthless mechanically. Terrible fighter. <laughs> yeah, like more of a liability than anything. Yeah. Seems like a good dude. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about some of the enemies here because they're all uh, unique. This is like a very not high density of uh, different yeah. things. Yeah. 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 Um, so we got the, the, the Razorback Nightcrawlers, which are the gigantic worms that jump out of the wall to kind of push you off yeah. um, and block your block your passage, mm-hmm. which are a little bit like the uh, the worms in uh, the, uh, the Demon Ruins. Yeah. yeah, there's another connection to the Pyromancy stuff. The bugs. Yeah, yeah cool. I think you said 3-2. They are a little bit like that as well. Yeah, 2-2. Um, yeah, or 2-2. Two, two. Yeah. I mean, except that they don't pop up perpendicular to your plane of motion and uh, mm-hmm. block you that way. Like, they straight up just knock you off of the chasm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's also uh, what I think is one of the most unsettling enemy designs in the game, which are these uh, crazy little, uh, oh my gosh, the Coltar Darksuckers. Is that their official name in, like, the guide? Uh, <laughs> uh, it's either Coltar or Darksuckers. I like putting okay. it together. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they just they, they they emerge from these uh, from these pits, which you can set on fire, like if mm-hmm. you're using any kind of uh, fire weaponry. Um, but yeah, they look like big serpent hands that have uh, crazy radial maws of sunflower teeth in their palm, and mm-hmm. uh, will uh, give chase to you in a uh, in a very persistent fashion. Uh, I've died to them trying to go up and get the shuttle um, and uh, the uh, you know divine blessings and whatnot. In that crazy, uh, or you know, not crazy, mm-hmm. inconsequential uh, left-hand path of underwhelming weapons and items. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. And then the uh, so kind of moving on to the second hidden thing, the third one just being a bonfire, which is which is worth noting and worth grabbing. Mm-hmm. But uh, kind of more significantly, is this uh, hidden cliff that goes down to uh, the second forgotten chamber. Which is where uh, Dark Dive, you know, if you have the, uh, is this where you get the key or you need the key to get in here? Well, and get to our like it, it is a lock, it is a locked door, um, and you get the key to this chamber from the giants that okay. are like immediately afterwards. So this requires two trips uh, down here. Yeah, but the, the giants are even more hidden. Like when you think mm. that you, you found the, find this locked door and then the uh, you fall further, you know, to the lowest point, you know, in the game that you can get to. Yeah. Um, to where the, these giants are hidden away. And, uh, you know, in order to get this key and, and fight these giants and get the, the soul for a later mechanical, uh, benefit. But, um, yeah, it's really interesting. You know, we, we think that the giants are gone. We don't run into any living giants in, in current time. And there are a couple of them that are hiding out down here. Yeah. And I don't know what they're doing exactly. <laughs> Nor do I. <laughs> like, 
all I can think of is because they have the forgotten key and the forgotten key opens Havel's tomb, they had to be associated somewhat in terms of we needed to get rid of both of these. And because they're giants, it might have been Vendrick who did it. Mm. So that they also, they also opened the way to the Dark Diver. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, association with the Dark and Havel, right? Yeah. 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 And, uh, or, but, you know, just, uh, you know, if they are literally refugees. You know, from the, from the war, this would be a good place to hide. Yeah. Oh, and we also know, you know, if part of our thesis about these areas is that Aldia is leaving stuff down here. We know that Aldia has been hacking up giants. Christ, has he? Like, <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a real, like, Cambodia pit you know, there, like, in near there that we'll talk about. So these guys could very much be, you know, escapees mm-hmm. from the, you know, the underground, underground railroad that... It gets, gets giants out from the Aldi's. way underground railroad. <laughs> yeah, the underground. Um, not to make light of something very serious. Yeah. Hmm. Um, what I will say, the Underground Railroad Freedom Museum is uh, fucking great. And it's right here in my city. So hmm. go there if you get a chance. <laughs> what I will say. <laughs> what I will say is this thing unrelated, except to maybe take a little bit of the awfulness away from that maybe making light of this thing we weren't making light of. So there we go. Yeah. So we're in favor of the real Underground Railroad. Yeah. Officially. Yes. Well, we're in favor uh, of this one, too. I yeah. feel like the guys <laughs> are pretty good guys. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, so, like, mechanically, this is a really tough fight, mm-hmm. these two these two giants. Yeah. Um, you know, really, really lousy lock-on range. Pitch mm-hmm. dark in there. Um, you can cheese it by ducking into an alcove and hitting them with range weapons. But if you're fighting melee, you're more or less fucked. And these guys have tons of hit points. Um. Yeah. Very, very tricky fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fact that there's two of them uh, means that they could ultimately reproduce. No, uh, just uh, <laughs> ma- ma- makes it so you have to do some stick and run kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And you're not going to find these guys again until much later. But uh, it really is kind of a you know a revelation at this point because, hey, the first boss you probably defeat is the last quote-unquote giant. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So something's up. Yeah. Yeah. And they, uh, and they give you the, uh, they give you the, uh, forgotten key. And I think like the giant ring plus one, which I never really used that much. What's weird is that there's an elevator that leads out of here. And I'm not, I'm not sure if that was a gameplay convenience or if that was, you know, something to do with, you know, maybe kind of wanting an expeditionary force down to this point mm. somewhere in the future. I have the, no the elevator. Yeah. I, I have no idea. It's really striking visually because you go up and the walls are lined with poison statues. Yeah. As you go up, it looks really, really cool, but I don't know. I assume it's just to help get you out because how else are you going to get out? Yeah. You know, you fell down here. I would have liked, I mean, not liked, it would have been annoying, but if it was a homeward bone kind of spot, like, yes, this is a terminus on a path that nobody ought to have traveled. Yeah. Like that would yeah. have been, you know, narratively significant to me, not gameplay significant. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. we find, um, you know, you, you can use that key to get access to the first that we're going to run into, yeah. of the, um, you know, dark diver Gondal. You said encounters. the second earlier, is there another one you can get to before this? You can, well, it depends on if you do this first or if you do like the shaded woods first. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. So we did this first. Um, but I think that in my, in my head cannon, it's the second one. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're going to talk about, um, when we talk about the abyss and stuff, we have a wrap up episode before the ending. We're going to talk about uh, kind of memories and uh, and doing the abyss. So we'll talk a little bit more about the covenant, uh, the covenant of the dark, the pilgrims of the dark covenant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At that point, yeah, the abyss takes a significant backseat 
in this whole narrative. So Grandal, I'm not sure if he means more than what, you know, he kind of presents on the face or less. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I might, I want, I want him to mean more. Oh, me too. Like I like him and you know, every day I'm dark diving, like, you know me in the abyss. Like I love, I love the abyss. Something about these games makes me want to be a real monster um, and go, go in for all of that stuff. So yeah, um, I like him a lot. I like his voice actor. Yeah. Like I, I just, I just like the, I like the way he speaks. And uh, the first time I ran into him, it was so enig- enigmatic and like the idea that, you know, what am I not doing that this guy won't, you know, kind of unlock his secrets and why is he by this cool portal that is the same portal I teleported into this world on, mm-hmm. you know, um, it was just very oh, like, I never noticed that connection. And, yeah. Huh. Um, yeah, super intriguing in a way that like just lit me up. And I don't know what it is, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's the way he speaks. Maybe it's has something to do with his silhouette, which is me descending <laughs> totally into crazy territory, trying to make sense of this confusing game. Um, but I, what, he always kind of recalled the serpents to me for some reason, like the primordial mm. serpents. Mm. I don't know. Like, you know, he's kind of similar to Kath, I guess, in a sense, because of how you find him like hidden away. And I don't know. Like as a plotting tempter. Yeah. Yeah. As a tempter, as somebody who was kind of trying to draw you into the abyss in the way that Koth did in the first game. I'm trying to figure out what the significance uh, is of both him and uh, Huntsman's uh, cops uh, hex caster guy. What's his name? Wanderer. Uh, yeah. Falcon. Fel- yeah, yeah. Falcon the Wanderer. Um, both of them sitting in uh, disproportionately ornate chairs for where you find them. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know that with, you know, Mr. Dark Diver guy, it's, uh, you know, it, it is a wheelchair. Like, he, he is so enfeebled as to not be able to ambulate on his own volition. Um, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, that is a, uh, that is a weird, I don't know, visual cue given how the game yeah. ends. Yeah. Like the idea that maybe like, uh, you know, kind of flirting with the dark, mm-hmm. um, you know, weakens you, Yeah, you know, and, and dark diver Grandal has been doing it forever. He yeah. literally cannot walk anymore. Falcon can walk. If you hit him, he stands up. Yeah. Um, but maybe it's just uh, more comfortable to sit. <laughs> oh, it's a great equalizer <laughs> from the yeah, mightiest yeah. king to the lowest Everyone does a good sit. Yeah. yeah. And there is... <laughs> <laughs> like probably as a consequence of that that ending thing and what you're ultimately pursuing at the end of the game there really is a weird motif with chairs in the game it, yeah <laughs> yeah i mean the only difference between a chair and a throne is how much gold is involved yeah, yeah exactly. this is a game about sitting <laughs> like the only hard part is getting up yeah <laughs> dark sits <laughs> that's what gary call a doctor if you're having dark sits <laughs> It's very appropriate because I hate standing. <laughs> oh man, it's sad because these you know, these Dark Souls games are losing relevance in a in a workplace that is more and more dominated by the standing desk. <laughs> uh, I speak for you. I, I have never seen one of those in person. Hmm. I think that is, that is a that is an epiphio thing. <laughs> they are quite nice, and yeah. also that is my place of employment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Let's talk rotten. Yeah, let's talk rotten. Uh, something we neglected to mention, um, just because it just reminded me of it in the world of uh, ambient noise, is that there's a heartbeat. 
yeah. that you hear throughout this entire <laughs> It's thing. fucking annoying. Yeah, it's, you know, super spooky. But if you stand outside the Rotten's Fog Gate, you can hear him moaning and crying. Mm-hmm. Uh, or his component really nice parts touch. moaning and crying, wailing and yeah. gnashing teeth and rending garments. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you, you go in and you get this really, like, great little cutscene of him attempting to fix or build one of these poison statues. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and failing. You get this idea that is, like, you know, maybe his, his parts are just too clumsy. Mm-hmm. At this point, to do to have the kind of articulation he needs or used to have to uh, to make this stuff, yeah. and then he he rages at you. And the part of me that just wishes I could draw connections better than I do, I want to go back and watch the uh, and watch the cutscene again to determine if the arm that he's using to try and fix that is the same one that you cut off to get the Ferris lock stone. It is his right arm. It is his right using. arm. Okay. Yeah. So, which is the one with the shoulder that has the uh, the dude that gives you the the Ferris lock stone? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, cool. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I'm not wondering anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. He, he uh, uh, and he is made up of, of corpses and people, you know, maybe not necessarily corpses, but that's the first thing I thought. Yeah. Obviously like yeah. he's like Castlevania boss. Like he looked like the grand flu in Castlevania boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really creepy. Um, however, not as like, complicated of a boss fight as i would hope like the like the craziest thing about him to me is his uh is his arena which is filled with this burning tar right mm-hmm. otherwise his moveset is kind of limited right yeah he's, he's a breeze yeah. like uh in whip fast yeah. and he had souls and ended up new game plusing him twice <laughs> and no problem beating him with a whip he is actually if you're trying to finish luca teal's quest successfully and get her gear without resorting to murder um <laughs> he is definitely the boss i would recommend repeating with bonfire acetics, both because the bonfire is real close and because it's pretty easy to keep her alive if you have a ranged attack and let her tank him and just sort of like go to town while she's doing that. Yeah. You know, like Flexile Sentry is an easier boss. Like she just likes to walk off. Yeah. It's a bigger <laughs> thing. You have to redo yeah. that area, I think. Yeah. It's a, it's also kind of relatively the shortest run up that she has too. Yeah. Like you can control the variables that would possibly kill her here, whereas you can't with uh, well, with flexile. I mean, the it, the, the run up to uh, um, smelter demon is literally a step. But that's, that's true. But also, it's a it's a smelter demon. Yeah. So I, yeah. I remove that from any consideration of ever playing that again. So. Yeah. I have never successfully had her survive the smelter demon fight. Ugh. Not a single time. I I just did on accident in in Whipfest just because I I summon another bro. Like yeah. you summon another human player and she'll do okay. Don't um, shut up, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> or or don't like I don't I when I the first time I play through these games like I don't I try not to summon human players, yeah. um, but uh, Whip Fest breaks all the rules because whips suck <laughs> and it's hard to fight things with them. So like a, a little note about whips though they're great for destroying those uh, the, the the poison spitting statues they because are. you don't you don't actually move like you you remain firm in your stance. Yeah, as you want to with whips. They're they're uh, according to Let's Get Cracking, the, the bullwhip <laughs> guide, the um, which is actually a book. The uh, uh, they're actually they're great against the rotten too because he doesn't have any armor. Like the fact that he's just made out of flesh, you know, my shitty plus ten thorn whip uh, was doing okay versus him. So yeah, I'll tell you what. So I rolled this new uh, this new cleric today to get uh, you know to do my hex caster, and first time uh, trading in my petrified something, I got an old whip. Mm-hmm. This game wants me to have old whips. Yep, old whips are great, man. Yeah, the uh, it will it will die after six swings. Yep, um, until you get the the ring that 
the bracing uh, knuckle ringer, what have you. Yeah. But it'll be a powerful six swings. Yeah. I also don't plan to have 20 decks on this character, so it is a nice yeah. little trophy. So. Yeah. yeah, well, so I have an interesting story with those. On my yeah. first playthrough of the game, I managed to accumulate three Channeler's Tridents, including <laughs> one from the very first Petrified thing that I sat down. Hmm. Yeah. Two-hand that shit. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> super ring. exciting. Yeah. I was very happy about that discovery. Yeah. Somebody on Twitter offered to give me uh, to give me a Balder side sword. That would feel like a pale victory. Like I, I feel like that, that that is only a resolution I can come to through uh, through through uh, you know ordeal, uh, calm prayer, and penitence. <laughs> so I've just got to farm that shit. I, I have a Balder side sword with draw because I was one of those people. It was one of my favorite weapons in the original, <laughs> and I spent this entire game looking for a dex based alternative, and it just. <laughs> It's yeah, dex weapons aren't great. Yeah, in the in this game, unfortunately, yeah. no whips are pretty good. I for just in like dorky mechanical build talk, like I've turned whip fest into a, a mundane build. <laughs> like gave myself twenty across all my stats, and uh, it's pretty neat. Like uh, it, it works pretty well, and like I have you know tons of attunement for utility spells and shit. Um, like it's kind of a fun fun way to play. Yeah. I've never done that before, hmm. even though it like takes advantage of a, a weird quirk. That seems like it. Like, are you familiar with mundane? I mean, I am because we talked about it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of neat to like trick the game into making this thing that's underpowered actually work. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and it's very interesting. Like, you can use things like the ladle and actually make them do something, which is yeah. Different. Anything becomes viable if you make it mundane. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Much like movies, am I right? Popular media. Becomes viable if you make it mundane. Art huh? is dead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Boring. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. yeah, uninspired. There we okay. go. Couple steps. I got you now. We can workshop that. You're going to edit that, right? <laughs> I'm picking you up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just going to bleep it out. Yeah. So it just sounds like you're saying, like, dick. <laughs> like, much like dick, am I right? <laughs> Boring. Mainstream. I <laughs> uh, <laughs> just, no excitement anymore. Just everywhere yeah. you look, dick, dick, dick. Yeah, um. where's the dicks? They're like poison statues. Um, yeah. I thought when I first came in here to fight the rotten that the poison statues in this room were going to spit poison at me. Me too. Yeah. Imagine that. that yeah, that, that would, would be, be awful. Oh, man. I, I can only hope that that was something they tried because it's mm-hmm. a neat idea in terms of making this arena dangerous. However, I could see it not succeeding and them saying, you know what? These are just incompletes. Yeah. It would be if they did that, it would be a little bit like the Tower Knight. Yeah, like uh, you go in, you have to take out all the ranged attackers before engaging this this big threat in the middle. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, this real mm-hmm. big threat. Um, yeah, I've died more times than I would like to uh, backing into one of these burning oil pits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, l- luckily they don't do like it's not like lava and Dark Souls one. Like it's somewhere yeah. between Demon Souls and Dark Souls lava. Mm-hmm. Like you could stand in the lava, you know, fighting fire lurker. Yeah, you know, for for an hour and be fine. Mm-hmm. And then Dark Souls. You died really, really quickly. Here, like it does drain your health pretty fast, yeah. but not, you know, it's not instant death, right. which is nice. So, have you guys ever been hit by the Rotten's Grab attack before? Because I yep. feel like that's worth mentioning. It is <laughs> absolutely disgusting and kind of awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really that's really brutal. Like I'm, he he holds you up and rings you out. Yeah, <laughs> I've never survived it. Yeah, you you can you can survive it. Like if you have full health, you'll live, but it doesn't look like you should. <laughs> And the strategy guide informs me that it is called the Black Gulch Twist. (laughs) (laughs) I love how this version of a twist dance is somehow a surf song. (laughs) 
I, <laughs> everybody's doing the Black Gulch switch. Fred Snyder and welcome to the Black Gulch. Poison um, statues. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the, uh, uh, man, and, and he, uh, when he, when he does that, he needs both his hands, so he sticks his cleaver into his side. Yep. Like, just, like, <laughs> stores it in his belly room mm-hmm. in order to twist, you know, ring you out. <laughs> next to the end table? Yep. Next okay. to the end table and next to all kinds of furious masturbating fairies who've gotten <laughs> yeah. stuck into the rotten's belly room. All, all the hanging meat? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. So, so he can feed his constituent parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Have you ever uh, summoned Lone Hunter Schmidt? Because I didn't know that until I looked, uh, looked, uh, I looked at a wiki. I literally was not aware that this character existed until I read your episode notes. Yeah. So this is news to me that Lone Hunter Schmidt that was like something you guys have made up <laughs> to try and trick me. <laughs> it's canary trap. You've been prunked. Um, the, uh, prunked? The, yeah, prunked. It's like pranked and punked. The, uh, uh, he's not like he's, it's kind of interesting that you can summon him or Lucatil because he is a, uh, so if you want to tank the rotten, he is an archer and we'll, we'll kind of ping the rotten. But if you want to, uh, be an archer, you can summon Lucatil to tank. Yeah. And, uh, both are all, are, you know, viable. Um, yeah. he's not the, he's not a great NPC summon, but he's not the most worthless NPC summon, NPC summon. That honor comes up in a couple episodes with Ashen Knight Boy. <laughs> <laughs> like Ash Knight Boyd sucks. Um, that guy does nothing. So since we spent you know some portion of this episode talking about the uh, narrative significance of the dark, uh, do we read anything into the fact that uh, the you know the rotten uses dark attacks after you get him down to half health? Hmm. That could be. Yeah. No, no. I mean, just the, the 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 idea that he is you know new game plus spoilers some kind of continuation of Nido. Um, I don't know if Nido has any connection to the dark or if it's just the 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 absorbed knowledge of any hex caster who was cast down the pit i'm not i'm not sure which one of those makes more sense but there is the fact that he has that explosion attack and also you know he imbues his uh his his butcher's knife with uh with some kind of dark attack to do a, to, to to do a wave right mm-hmm. yeah Nido Nido had the exact same dark explosion yeah. attack as well yeah, so, it was just before it was kind of, you know, since Nido was designed before the DLC, yeah. there wasn't really dark magic at that mm-hmm. point. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if that's a, if that's a link to dark or if it's a link to Nido. Yeah. You know? I mean, all that I can think of is, you know, Nido was the first the first of the dead. Um and, you know, the dark is kind of associated with this primordial knowledge that is against all order that came after it. You know, if that's the idea that it was brought forward, you know, from this kind of dark abyssal force, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. I have nothing to back that up aside from, you know, the <laughs> the really weird suppositions that I've made in that very yeah. sentence. Well, I mean, the dark is associated with people, and he looks like he's made out of human bodies. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. With their powers um, really, really, really combined. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and I th- and you know you you kill him. Um, like I said, he's he's pretty easy. Yeah, and uh, and actually the the speed run, the non glitch speed run, used to be um, called Rotten Percent because you would just get your million souls from bonfire setting him. But it turned out to be <laughs> slightly faster to do uh, the Iron King um, because he's a little bit easier actually. The uh, <laughs> but this guy's pretty easy, and uh, you you head on down to your your second primal bonfire. Yeah, also and, in uh, a gigantic cube. Yep, which which will. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
the uh, spoiler. That's um, <laughs> we already we already mentioned it. Um, and did people will know. I, I feel like I cut that out. Oh, maybe 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 you did. I'll put a marker well, there I'll and I'll let out. you decide in editing. So yeah, I mean, it, it, I don't think that matters that much. Yeah. The uh, but if 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 people want to be babies about it, the, uh, I'll, cu- I'll cut it out. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's uh, that's it for this area, more or less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Um, you know, I'm a. <laughs> it's funny because there's this weird abusive love hate relationship <coughs> between like, oh, I, I wanted this to you know to be the Blight Town, and it wasn't the Blight Town. I feel like this took all of the neat design cues and lore of that and eased out the play, you know, smoothed mm. it out. And mm. for that, I feel like it you know, kind of benefited. Hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I can see it. Yeah. Like, I, I would have been really happy if there was no Shark Shrine of Amana, right? Like, I feel like this has more significance than that. You know? Yeah. Like, and, uh, you know, I, it's it's weird that the only thing that would make people think, oh, this is going to be the hardest area, and I will be disappointed if it doesn't give me hell. Um, is like this kind of magical thinking of, oh, there's going to be this conservation of frustration and everything needs to land in the shit area. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's kind of like, oh, they, they addressed everything people complained about with Valley of Defilement and Blight Town. And then people are like, "Mm, I miss it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know? Well, I think this area, I think if you're going to make a legitimate criticism of this area, I think it is. Of the gutter, at least, not so much Black Gulch. It is very scant. Um, there's not a lot of interesting loot other than, like, Havel's armor. There's not a boss at the end. There's not really any NPCs or anything. Mm-hmm. It's very much just, like, a hallway between the Rat King and Black Gulch. Yeah. yeah. Well, Blighttown didn't have a boss either. It was, you know, what is it, Kalog's Domain. So Yeah, but, but Blighttown was a little bit more, like, meaty. Sure. In general, you know, sure. so I'll, I'll give it that. Like, I, I think that the gutter itself doesn't like I like it because of the lighting stuff, but it does really serve as a preamble to the Black Gulch, which I really like, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Even, okay. But uh, yeah, I like it. It's not my favorite area in the game. It's not my, my least favorite or anything. I mean, um, like it was neat. hilarious coming across that title card, not the least of which was when <laughs> when you texted me, Gary, saying when you get to the Blight Town and you see the name of it, you're going to just, you know, be yeah, happy forever. <laughs> I mean, you were right about that last part, but I was pretty amused. Yeah, it, it is very funny. Yeah. Like they're just, you know, and eventually just like what they're going to do in the next one. Like if, if there is in a, a, you know, Bloodborne, if there is a, <laughs> a gutter, which I hope there isn't, but if they do decide to go back to that well, like how much more explicit can they make it? <laughs> the bad part of town. Yeah. <laughs> the bad like, part of town. Dumpsterton. The other right? side of the tracks. <laughs> yeah. Just Slimeville. <laughs> Pussburg. I hope I end up being right about the other side of the track since it is a steampunk kind of thing. That'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, I would think that yeah. was hilarious. Yeah. The, uh, Make it a minecart level. <laughs> <laughs> They're just doing everything they haven't, like everything that Dark Souls has previously not borrowed from Call of Duty or like uh, Uncharted. They're just Don- going to say Donkey Kong Country, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they actually have a lot in common with Donkey Kong Country. The Annapels, <laughs> the Collectathon. Um, Bloodborne fuck, sucks, you guys. Fuck Donkey Kong Country. That would be that would be a, a terrible thing for the universe to do to me. Like have Bloodborne come out and have that be like the most obvious bit of inspiration is like <laughs> Donkey Kong sixty four, and it just none of it comes through in the trailers. But you're actually going through and collecting vials of blood. They're just in like little lines along the path you're supposed to go. And 
well, you know, um, since uh, since Dark Souls 1 and 2 kind of took cues from Castlevania, we wanted to evolve and say, you know, that was kind of the uh, late 80s, early 90s. And uh, what is the mid-90s, right? You know, we're in the mid-2000s. Oh, it's going to yeah. be Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. I don't. I don't know why I turned into some kind of, like weird combination this is, this of a Sesame a good Street Miyazaki impression, <laughs> like a Sesame Sesame Street character meets Doctor Phil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, man, oh man! Now you can't be Bloodborne unless you're born, which is what uh, Miyazaki is doing to this game in uh, 2015. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Anywho, any final um, thoughts on that, Viv? Um. Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> yeah, what, what do you think ultimately? <laughs> no, I, just, I don't know. I just, Where are we at? I, I, I want to get like just more conclusion other than like meh, meh about uh, this area. Oh, uh, hmm. I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> if you're wondering where yeah. you're at, it's on the spot. Yeah, uh, I like it. I enjoyed. Uh, I feel like it's almost like the. The gutter and black gulch are sort of like two parts of one well-designed area that if you took either part of it out, like both of them would really feel short and scant and like something was missing. Um, But putting them together and thinking of it as kind of one big area Mm -hmm. makes it make a lot more sense. And in that sense, I really, I really enjoyed it. I think it's a surprisingly well-balanced and, fun to play through except for when you get into pvp there which is not what i expected from an area called the gutter or one that gary suggested i cover for the show so yeah, yeah. Uh, haven't haven't done pvp here yet it's yeah on, it, on my, you know. it, it seems it's basically a great like reversal of fortune moment because when you invade in black gulch you're thinking to yourself i'm gonna be the biggest shit in the world for invading in this area that's <laughs> just full of these terrible statues that it's impossible to run away from me because it's just a hallway, and then you realize that the statues don't discriminate, and it's just, ugh, it's mm-hmm. terrible. And then, and then of course you're like at a disadvantage healing compared to the host, and it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. unbalanced. I, I absolutely hate it. <laughs> it was the worst mistake I've ever made. I guess I'd imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never go back. <laughs> Man, you're lucky. <laughs> We're friends on Facebook. That's not true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have a much better insight into the mistakes you've made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the worst mistake you've ever made. You've lived a good life, my friend. An ancient proverb. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. What are, what are we doing uh, next time, Cole? Well, next time we are going uh, to the last spoke that we have not gone to. Uh, you know, because we have two fragrant branches of your by now. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, something like that. Uh, and we're headed over to the shaded woods. Uh, the place over by the juice and the statue lady, uh, you know, and we're just going to plunge into the mist and see what happens. And we're going to be joined. Uh, this is a big mm-hmm. one by uh, Joseph Cartier. Cartier. I've only, I've never heard it. I feel a little bit bad because I've interacted with him on Twitter and everything, but I've never heard it pronounced. I've said it both ways. It could probably be said. So yeah. we're safe. So cart yes slash yay or J. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, and, and, and uh, Joseph is the, uh, uh, community manager for Namco Bandai. Yeah. Um, who is a, a real big Souls fan. Um, you know, it comes through in everything he does. And I was really happy, um, when he, when he responded, when we reached out. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm going to say this on the air. Gary, you are the person who does most of the uh, guest getting for this, uh, for this show. And this is a huge get. Thank you. Oh, no problem. Yeah. And, and I don't want to 
to my own horn, but uh, for this episode, I managed to land Vivian. Yeah. yeah I was so going to say, I'm <laughs> just sandwished between luminaries here. It makes me feel terrible. That shouldn't make you feel terrible. I, I hope that people who listen appreciate that we get um, people who are, you know, kind of bigger names, and then we also get people who we are friends with and have previous relationships with. Because mm-hmm. um, I like that mix a lot. You know, I don't think that it would be like, I'm glad that we have you and, and Murph and Jeremy and stuff to, uh, to kind of be part of our, our regulars mm-hmm. on the show. Yeah. As well as getting some people that are, are, um, you know, experienced in different ways. Like, I like that we kind of do that variety. So hopefully people who listen like that as well. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. How, um, is there any way on the internet that people can find you, Viv? Uh, <laughs> not particularly. Um, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I post on the something awful forums as zombies downfall. Um, I haunt the Facebook walls of most of the duck feed pages. So yeah, I mean, if anybody, you know, just needs a helping hand or shoulder to cry on. (laughs) (laughs) Are you sitting backwards on your chair? (laughs) Hey guys. (laughs) This is what a rap session. Yeah, Viv, Viv is my guidance counselor, in case anyone's <laughs> wondering. So, if there are any threads in essay games that have a one or two rating, you can probably find uh-huh. me somewhere in there. <laughs> but in 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 all seriousness, mm-hmm. in the uh, uh, I always appreciate um, what you have to say. Yeah. Like you you think about this game and are, are thoughtful about video games in general in a way that I am not good at, but I have a great of appreciation for. Um, you know, it's, it's something that like, I, I feel like I'm not, uh, it is an approach that I, I can't take. I have a hard time taking, but I love. So it is a, a big fan. And if you ever do decide to do, I know you've threatened a couple times to do some kind of project with that. And if yeah. you ever do, I will, I, I will pursue that. So, and, and, and appreciate it. So. Oh, thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, yeah. Where, uh, where can people find us? Cole? Well, people can, people can find us at duckfeed.tv. Uh, we have a bunch of shows there. Uh, you can also find all the old episodes of this show, uh, covering Dark Souls 1, Demon Souls, and, uh, some miscellanea in between, uh, such as Berserk and, uh, Kingsfield. Uh, yeah, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, it's just a cool place to be. There's a lot of audio content that happens there. Uh, we're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash bonfireside chat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can also, if you want to support us directly, you can go to, uh, patreon.com forward slash duckfeed TV. And uh, kick us a couple of bucks a month. There are, you know, it's a good way to help out the show, but it also uh, gets you some stuff. You know, you get the shows a day early. You can participate in our live stream um, that we do once a month. There are some kind of physical rewards and the like. It is a good, fun place to be. Yeah. In relation to that live stream, there is a new show on the network. It is Duck Feed Live. Uh, that is the audio version of that distributed eh, roughly a month after the uh, the initial broadcast. And uh, it is a good time. So if you mm-hmm. want to get a knock-on effect of that and get a kind of uh, audio-only preview of what is involved in uh, that particular affair, uh, it is just, you know, uh, duckfeed.tv slash dflive. Yeah. And uh, if you're looking, I've got a kind of a new thing I wanted to uh, to bring up. So if you, um, I have started writing some reviews for uh, readretro.com, um, which is the website that goes along with Retro Magazine. It's the magazine that got kickstarted. It's got like Jeremy Parrish and Chris Kohler and all those guys. I'm hoping to do some stuff for the magazine right now. I'm just doing the website, but I just put up my first review today on a uh, little Nemo, the dream master, the NES game, and I'm going to be contributing to that. So, uh, check that out. And, uh, that's a really good, uh, you know, real good group of people and really excellent magazine and, and good website. So head on that way. And, uh, you can check out some stuff that I've written. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
I think that's probably about it. I mean, the usual uh, oh, overture yeah. of iTunes and all that. Tell your yeah. friends. Uh, if yep. you have any, if you have any friends who you have successfully converted to Dark Souls or Dark Souls Two or whatnot, you can say, "Hey, this is a great companion piece." After you have decided you like this thing, <laughs> yep. And if you don't like it, don't suggest it. But <laughs> yeah. you know that, yeah, um, yeah. And we will see you in a week with uh, some responses and the like yeah. about the gutter. Umbasa. Um, or what should they do? No, I well, forgot how to sign off the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> having mm-hmm. having having initiated that without uh, going through it, no, you just uh, watch out. Uh, no, that is the wrong. <laughs> that is the wrong show. Also, oh God, Gary, what's happening? I'm so ready for my vacation. Yeah. Dear God, <laughs> no. suffering from content poisoning. <laughs> yes, I. Like am. We have to keep all of this stuff straight because we record a lot of audio. <laughs> yes, we do. Oh, uh, you know what? They should seek misery. So that lest this land swallow them whole. Uh, so the world might be mended. Umbasa. Umbasa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Say it, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can't finish it unless you do. There we go. Okay, cool. I'm sorry. <laughs> and we all pray that we will have far more soon.